And welcome back. You are tuning in to another edition of the Man to Man podcast. Getting up close to number 70, Kelvin. This is, uh, I think, episode 69. I am Trey Vaughn. With me, as always, Kelvin Dooley. Uh, how's it going today, Kelvin? It's going well. Yeah, we're gradually getting closer, man. Um, yeah, yeah. That'd be a landmark moment for me to know that I was able to crank out something with a friend, uh, you know, find a little consistency in it, and just stick to it, man, and just do it for 100 episodes. When we get there, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'll, I'll you know, that'd be, I'll love that moment. Yeah, if uh, if if it doesn't come before episode 100, maybe by episode 100, we should uh, get together and finally do one of these in person. I know we got work and everything else, but maybe we should find a way, maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday when, when we got more free time, uh, get together for episode 100 just for the heck of it. Yeah, hey, we should plan that now, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do uh, it. Not not when episode ninety nine rolls around, but yes, that that's a great <laughs> idea actually. Let's work on that, man. All right, sweet. Um, as for today's show, right. we have uh, we're gonna we're gonna discuss uh, the Nets and Kyrie Irving. Um, the Nets were handed a fine for Kyrie for uh, Kyrie Irving entering the locker room uh, recently. Uh, we're also going to discuss some NFL free agency. There's been a lot of moves, some big ones, some small ones. We're going to discuss the ones that kind of stood out to us. Um, March Madness is tipping off this week. Uh, this week, actually, tonight is the start of the play in games for March Madness. And then, lastly, we're going to discuss the Los Angeles Lakers and just where we stand on these guys. As again, we are approaching NBA playoffs and they are fast approaching at that. But before all that, we got the national holidays, Kelvin. The first one that stood out to me, and probably just honestly, it's not, it didn't stand out huge, um, but it did because we had a class together in this uh, World Speech Day. Uh, this day is obviously just celebrating getting out and, and speaking on you know on stage or in front of people, however it may be. And we took a uh, speech class together. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are just like? What do you remember of that class? What are your thoughts? And you know, I don't know. How did you did you enjoy it? What were your thoughts on the class? So that was with Mr. Larson, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed the class. I, it, it prepped me for a lot of what I do today. None of it really includes public speaking, but I have a staff that I manage that I have to huddle with every day. So I get the opportunity to just talk to a room of, I don't know, 40, 50 people daily. Okay. Um, I think it's something I'm, I'm actually good at. I don't mind doing it. I enjoy doing it. I get a kick out of it some way, somehow. So it, pre- it prepped me well. Shout out to Mr. Larson. I hope he's doing well. I recall him saying he was retiring soon after our class graduated. So I assume he has retired by now. Yeah, and, uh, I, think I so, appreciate yeah. his. Yeah, I appreciate his teachings, man. He, he did a good job. Yeah, uh, same here. I appreciate him, his teachings. He was fun. Uh, he was a big yes. sports guy. He's a big sports guy, so he was fun to uh, kind of debate. He some was stuff a with. horrible sports guy. He liked the Steelers of all teams. Yeah, he was a he was a huge hater of everything not Steelers, which is not odd. But I can't stand someone who hates the Chiefs. I, I, screw everybody who hates the Chiefs for that matter. But yeah. <laughs> so so speaking of him with sports, we're getting off topic here. But speaking of him with sports, um, 
I made a bet with him my last year uh, up there because, and if you remember, the Broncos have been a, a pretty, they've had a bad season every season for the last like six or seven, um, at least six. And, and so within that time frame, I made a bet with Larson that the Broncos were going to beat the Steelers. I said, I said, Larson, I guarantee it. I was like, there's no way they're not. They're at home. I think the Broncos had won. Like, I think they were coming off of like two wins in a row before they were playing the Steelers. And I told him, I said, I guarantee the Broncos win this game. He said, no way, no way. Well, this was close to graduation, uh, December graduation. And I was graduating in December that year. And I told him, I said, look, I said, if the Broncos win, you've got to show up. I'm buying you something Broncos that you have to wear up on stage because he walks across stage having been a, a you know, a, a professor and, and being in the comm department. So he was going to be up on stage. He didn't show up to graduation. And I was so upset. <laughs> I was so upset, Kelvin. I won that bet. I had a Broncos lanyard. I was going to have him wear around his neck and he didn't show up. Oh, I was so upset, but world speech day, that class was fun. It was tough, Kelvin, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and like you said, kind of helps you prepare. Um, for some of those things uh, later in life, you know, especially with you. I don't have a situation like that, but especially like that, that definitely helps you prepare to speak in front of 40, 50 people. Um, so there's World Speech Day. I'm going to rattle off the rest of these. Uh, World Social Work Day. This is about, you know, getting out there, doing some good work, helping uh, those just with your social work, whatever that may be. National Shoe the World Day. I thought this one was really good. It is meant to uh, give shoes to those in need around the world. Um, so, you know, on National Shoe the World Day, if you happen to have some shoes and you know of a way to uh, get rid of them and share them with someone who may need them, uh, this, this is the day to do so. Uh, and lastly, this one stood out just because it's food and I love, I love trying new foods and seeing new foods. It's a dessert, Kelvin. It's called National Pears Helene, I think is how you say that, day. It is warm pears with vanilla ice cream and covered in chocolate sauce. Sounds pretty, pretty simple to me. Um, I would prefer strawberry or, or, or caramel over the chocolate sauce, but I, I would be all over this dessert. Warm pears with yep. vanilla ice cream and chocolate syrup? Yep. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I would be willing to try it, but disgusting. I think it sounds good, but like I said, I would switch the chocolate syrup with, with like some strawberry or caramel. I'm not a huge chocolate guy. Uh so I'm afraid that chocolate chocolate syrup would be a little too strong for me, but hey, it sounds good to me. I'll take some pears and ice cream. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad you said that. I could probably do without the syrup. Maybe throw like like some cinnamon or brown sugar on the pears with vanilla okay. ice cream. Okay. We may have something with the chocolate syrup. I'll pass, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, with that, something I never pass on, Kelvin, <laughs> is a good Mountain Dew. Here's the moment of dude. All right, man, get us started. Let's go. Kyrie Irving was fined by the NBA fifty thousand dollars for I, I, I it was a road game, if I'm not mistaken. Showing up at a road game and being inside the locker room, if I got my facts. Yes. Uh correct. $50,000 fine for that. Uh, Kyrie is unvaccinated. He can't currently currently cannot play in-home games at the state of New York. Uh, TB, your thoughts on the $50,000 fine, and does this get uglier or worse from this point on for Kyrie Irving and the NBA? 
Yeah, so this was um, – actually, this was at home, Barclays Center. Uh, mm. so, so, But they were playing the New York Knicks. Um, okay. So that, I, I think that's why both of us had thought it was a road game because it was in New York either way. Uh, and so we just didn't know which venue. Uh, but it was at home at the Barclays Center. And, yeah, the fine being dropped down on the, on the nets of $50,000, um, look, I, I think it just – you know, it, it you got to hope it gets better. You were asking if it gets better or uglier. You got to hope it gets better. You got to hope this is something that it's like, okay, look, playoffs are coming. They're still cracking down. Um, we've got to get this figured out if, if we want you to play and if we want you to, um, you know, not continue to, you know, add fines to either the team or yourself. Um, you got you to figure it out. You, you either got to be completely – out of the way if you are at a venue that doesn't allow unvaccinated players and you've got to be, you know, completely 100% ready to go if you're playing at, you know, a venue that does allow unvaccinated players. So I think this is a tricky, tricky spot for the Nets. They're trying to climb back. They've got the eight spot right now. They've been playing pretty good basketball. They've beaten some good teams recently. Um, KD's really rolling. The team looks good when it's in full stride and it's got everybody. Um, but I, I just with this with this fine being handed down, I think it shows. Look, they're not they're not going to loosen up yet, and who's to say that they're going to change their mind and decide to do that? So um, I think Kyrie and the Nets they got they got to get it figured out. Either he's full full in, or he's only part time, and he's got to stay out of the locker room. He's got to stay out of the way um, and avoid any any sort of distraction or fine or whatever uh, as they plan for the postseason. Yeah. So. The NBA, I, look, you look around the NCAA tournament, you, we, we can look at the NFL. Baseball has loosened up their COVID guidelines heading into this upcoming season. Uh, you look at hockey uh, outside of the actual country of Canada, who still re- they still have some strict COVID guidelines intact in and in place. Mm-hmm. I said that to say maybe the NBA should, I don't know, loosen their COVID guidelines and look, okay. I, I don't care if that's the wrong or right thing to say, just my opinion. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't, I think we're gradually slowly moving away from the pandemic or at least departing from it. Yeah. And it it's such that this is still an issue now with, with a player like Kyrie Irving. I mean, at this point he, he now at least looks bought in and I, I won't sit here and say just because he doesn't have the vaccination, that he's not bought in. He's on the court. He's playing at a high level. Um, he's in the locker room. He's participating. He's in the building. Yeah. With the NBA to find him $50,000, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just kind of up and down. And I'm, I'm growing tired of the up and down with Kyrie Irving. In this situation specifically, kind of draws parallels to Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'm glad this contract is over. He signed his deal, and it's over. No more Aaron Rodgers talk. I'm growing that way with Kyrie Irving. And and, and, the, and the crazy part is this is less about the NBA and more about the state of New York. New York still has strict COVID protocols yeah. Yeah. in place. So it's kind of a bad balance for Kyrie. You have to put up with the nonsense from the NBA or the inconsistencies, and then you have to deal with the state regulations uh, in which the state that he plays basketball in. So – with that being said, it's just it's tough right now for Kyrie Irving. I do feel for him. I know he's a huge diva, and I think he's one A to Aaron Rodgers, one B, or vice versa in diva in this. But I'm growing to grow tired of the conversation and starting to feel bad for Kyrie Irving because it's like, come on now, 
at the, we're, we're getting down the back stretch. I want to see quality basketball. This is where you see quality basketball. And we can't see the best of the Nets without Kyrie Irving on the floor. So, hey, he got a $50,000 fine. Maybe somebody pays it for him. I don't know. Um, but I wish him the best with this because, again, the NBA's inconsistencies and the actual state of New York's actual COVID guidelines, it makes for a tough, I don't know, a tough six months for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, you know, with 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 the fine uh, being dropped down, you know, I I think this shows that it that it's more on the net than it is maybe Kyrie. Um, you know, because the Nets as well as Kyrie, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Kyrie, but or taking any of this blame away from Kyrie, but the Nets along with Kyrie know that know what the rules are. They both know what the rules are. The team and the, and Kyrie Irving, and and the fact that the the NBA dropped the fine on the team. Is what is what shows me that that maybe they're they're trying to say, look, Brooklyn, like you could have easily told him stay out of the locker room today, um, and, and and so I think the NBA did the right thing by dropping that um, fine on the team, uh, but it, it, but at the same time I want to put some of this blame on Kyrie, not to take like I said, not to take all of it off of him because I do want to put some of it on him because here's my thought, it's like someone who works in Brooklyn or in New York. And has a normal, you know, everyday job, something like what maybe you and I do, Kelvin. If they're required to be vaccinated to go to work, then they probably have gotten their vaccination. Or if they didn't, they have probably since found a new job. And so Kyrie Irving's and so Kyrie Irving's not done either one of those things yet, right? He has not looked for a new job. He is still an NBA basketball player, and he has also not gotten vaccinated. And so in his situation, it's like, look, you've kind of got a luxury here. You're you're getting to do what you want, and and that is not get vaccinated. Also, um, you're still working in your job because you're getting to go to other cities to play and other venues to play. So with me, it's like, like you've got to decide what you want here. Like, do you want to keep playing basketball? Do you want to be a full time player? Do you want to have a full time job? Or do you just continue to want to bounce around from city to city? And look, next year, like you said, everyone's easing up on this because the pandemic's kind of going to the wayside. It's not as it's not as uh, severe as it had been in the past. So this pandemic is kind of easing up a little bit. Um, it's not nearly as serious. So next year, Kyrie Irving's probably not going to have this problem. But for the rest of this season, I think he needs to ask himself that question. Do you want this as a full-time job or do you just want to keep playing around and going from town to town and playing part-time? Uh, that, that's my that's my last thought on it. I just think I think he needs to make a decision before playoffs get here whether he wants this this job full time the rest of the season or not. Yeah, that's well said. I think he made his decision. He's 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 going to remain unvaccinated. I think you're right. And by all means, that's that's completely fine with me. Um, he's done a good job by not commenting on it. I think yeah. that would make matters worse if he opened his mouth because you know what? Every time you open your mouth, doesn't mean you're saying the right thing all the time. All right, so. Good for him for just shutting the hell up and playing basketball um, yeah. at, at max capacity as he can as he can. There's a cap on that, of course, but he's going out there doing what he can do. Again, he's actually in the locker room. He seems to be bought in. He's interacting with his teammates and so on and so on. I would like to see him get that at his full experience, opposed to just being part time. But hey, this is the bet he made because he's unvaccinated. So it is what it is. Yeah. Um... I agree. Uh, I think he's made his decision and, you know, it, to, to his credit, he's, he's doing what he wants to do. Um, and, and there's no one that can take that, take that personal choice away from him. So, um, 
Let's go on into the NFL, Kelvin. We've got some free agency. There's been a lot uh, of deals come. We're going to start here, though, and then after this, I'll let you name any free agent uh, because I have a long list of free agents. Uh, but after we start here, I'll let you uh, name anyone that, that has stood out to you because I, I guarantee you with this list that I put down, I've got more than enough to talk about. So we'll just see where this goes. But we're going to start out, not free agency, Kelvin, but Tom Brady has announced that he is unretiring, coming out of retirement. Would be a better way to say that. What are your thoughts on Tom Brady being retired for, what, a month? <laughs> yeah, so Tom Brady unretiring was not surprising. Not not the slightest of bits. Like, okay. when, when that news came across my phone screen, it was like, okay, all right. I was kind of I, I, not to say I was expecting it, expecting it, but it was like okay, well, I, I, yeah, I kind of felt that was coming. Um, I mean, look, he's the ultimate competitor. You don't win seven Super Bowls by accident. I mean, you you go out there and you put it on the line. Um, and man, he still he just still has it. He still has his fastball. Baseball season is approaching. Oh, you probably use a baseball metaphor. There Tom Brady go. at forty five years old still has his fastball. So if you still have it, why not throw it? Yeah. You know, and it's still amongst the best. So that didn't surprise me. Um, I was exp- – now, I, I thought he was going to be, like, this attention-seeking quarterback and unretire but go to a different team. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm glad he spared us, like, all of the attention-seeking and just stay with the Buccaneers. I can appreciate that. Tom Brady in the third uniform, I wouldn't mind it, but I'd rather not, truly. Yeah. I didn't. I, I, yeah, I'd rather not. I'd rather I hear not. you there. That that makes sense. I hear you there. I I would rather not see him join a third, a third team just because he was in in New England so long. He doesn't seem like a guy that would hop to the next team. Yeah, just um, like not not Tom Brady. You're not going to be this 20 year old bouncing from team to team now. Like that. Uh, not, <laughs> not- <laughs> um, here's a way to tie this into free agency real quick because uh, I'm sure we could talk about Brady returning a little more. Um. The Buccaneers have also gotten Carlton Davis, their defensive back, to return. Um, do you think that had part in Tom Brady's announcement that he was returning or that he would be coming back? No, because the Buccaneers lost two guards, one retired, one through free agency. Uh, they have a lot of um, additions and signings they have to make on the defensive line. So I think it was less about – the additions and the free agents they're going to acquire, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, like Carlton Davis, and just more about him wanting to do one more year. Okay. You know, um, as as a fan base, as a as a as a franchise, as a league, we can send him off the way he deserves to be sent off. And again, he he's a competitive guy. He still has that itch, you know. And when he's on the field, he's going to give his team an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. So less about free agency, more about him just wanting to go out there and compete. Okay. Um... What, what are you looking at in the Buccaneers next year? Do you think uh, with Brady returning, they're right back in the mix? Do you think they struggle? Uh, what, do you, what do you think? No, they're, they're right back in it. It's Tom Brady. So okay. I won't pencil them in to a Super Bowl because uh, they got to get through the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, as much as I think he's a, a sore playoff loser, uh, <laughs> he still would be in the – you know, he's still be in that, in that, in that competitive uh, state uh, or yeah. spot. So – I won't piss them into a super buddy super bowl, but he'll be there. Okay. Look, I think I think the Buccaneers have all all the tangibles um to be right back. I, I agree with you. They're, they're of course gonna have competitors. There's there's no way you're penciling them in as a Super Bowl 
uh, you know, team from the NFC, but they have what it takes to get right back there. But it's hard not to wonder, right? Like, like when when does Tom Brady struggle? Maybe never, maybe never. But when does he struggle? Like, is is this the year he retired? Now he's coming back. You know, is this the year that he finally, you know, drops a little bit? I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to think he will, but it's hard not to think he might at the same time. But maybe that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kelvin? Do you think there's any chance Kel, uh, Tom Brady is is dropping off a little bit this year? No. He still, he still has his fastball, no. <laughs> Tom Brady can still get it done, you know. Uh, he just proved that not this past season, but the year previously. So, um, look, look, if it's one thing we know about Tom Brady, he has a great amount of luck with him wherever he goes. So, uh, okay. I don't think that runs out. If you know, if he loses, it's just because he lost to a better team. That's just okay. simply it, because he can still get it done. Okay. All right. As for free agency, Kelvin, are there any moves specifically that stood out to you uh, over, heck, really yesterday and and, in the past few days? Yeah. So this one is not free agency, but is. Demonte Adams saying, I'm not playing on a franchise tag. Okay. Aaron Rodgers just signed a massive deal, but it was reported that he signed a deal that spared the Packers $18 million this upcoming season. So he's going to collect his. I think 75 million the next two seasons. Um, Aaron Rodgers, maybe that may be poor reporting. I'll leave that up to Adam Schefter and those guys. But mm-hmm. he freed up $18 million uh, for the rest of the roster, which is a huge deal um, yes. for, for all quarterbacks and franchises. So him declining not to play the season on the franchise tag, I love that decision. I support it. He's the best wide receiver in football. Aaron Rodgers doesn't – he's not who he is without Devontae Adams. I think Devontae Adams can go anywhere else and put up mind-boggling numbers. But Aaron Rodgers, in, in his in his own respect, is a bad guy. But Devontae Adams is a part of that. Like, you don't mention Rodgers without Adams. Yeah. Smart move by Adams. Get, go get your money. Because this may be his last contract as an elite wide receiver. Get as much money as you can. Yes, um, I agree. And, and on top of that, uh, the, the Packers have also, I believe, they, they've released some defensive guys um, with – money and they've also restructured I believe it was the Darius Smith uh mm-hmm. defensive a linebacker line, a, a linebacker I think they've restructured his contract to uh yeah. free free up some money so they've got some money freed up there uh for Devontae Adams of course or anyone else they want to bring in um so look it, it looks like the Packers are maybe making more moves or, or at least planning to make more moves this offseason than they have as of late uh at least looking like they're going to free up a lot of money uh to either maybe pay Devontae Adams or bring in extra weapons or whatever that may be. It looks like they have made, decided to make some changes regardless. Yeah, another <laughs> signing that stands out to me, Justin Reed, safety. Yes. Um, deciding to sign with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that only seals the opportunity for Tyron Matthew to come back. I think we can call it what it is. He's not returning. Mm-hmm. Got a younger He's not. He's not. He's nowhere near as talented as Tyron Matthew, but I think he can present some strengths to the defense uh, that Tyron Tyron did. So I think um, I think the writing's on the wall. Tyron Matthew, who helped deliver the Chiefs Super Bowl, would not be returning to Kansas City. I think you're right on that. Uh, I think that's exactly what this is. And yeah, I, you know, like you said, Justin Reed not not as talented as Tyron Matthew, but he's younger. Like you said, also, uh, yeah. he's tw- he's 25. There's nothing that says he doesn't have room to improve, learn, learn on this Chiefs defense. 
um, you know, and, and just become a better safety possibly uh, on this Chiefs defense. So um, he's still talented. He's still good, just not quite what Tyron Matthew was, but younger and has that age gap to, you know, maybe catch up to uh, some of that talent level that Tyron Matthew had. So um, another one inside Kansas City, Kelvin, was Frank Clark. I'm sure you were uh, pleased with, with the reworking of his deal as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that was a huge one. He was He's one of the highest played players in football. And he's nowhere near top, nowhere near the top 15, top 20 player on, you know, and all of the defensive players. Uh, so that had to get done. And good for the Chiefs, Brett Beach and company for saying, hey, we cut you or you just rework your deal. You know, you're not worth. And this is a business, so I don't say this with bad intentions or cruel intentions, but you're not worth all of the money we gave you four seasons ago. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you rework this contract or, you know, we got to we got to keep you through the wayside. So good for the uh, Beach and company for getting that done, that deal done. Yep. Last one that would have been related to the Chiefs uh, that I've seen is Traverius Ward is headed to the 49ers, Kelvin. Yeah, look, good corner. Just a good corner. Okay. Um, huh. I, I, that's, I, I think that's the best I can say. Uh, okay. he, he, he's made his plays over the, these last four seasons. Quality corner. He'll be a good fit in San Fran. Uh, it's kind of sad to see him go because he was a staple on the defense. Uh, I'm glad he got his money, and best of luck to him. So is there a staple, some, someone who's already um, ready to, to be his replacement in Kansas City, or do you see them drafting someone uh, this year to try and help uh, you know, find a replacement for the future? You definitely draft. Um, I can't recall what's on the free agent market in terms of corners, but you definitely draft. And we do have Legereus Sneed, who I think is a star in the making, number 38. Okay. Uh, he, he'll be heading into year three. He does a lot of – he plays in the inside a lot. I think with Ward's departure, he'll go on the outside or play a little bit more outside, outside the numbers on number one receivers. And okay. I think he's a stud, man. I think Legereus Sneed is, is a go-getter at that position. So, we lose him, but I think we're gaining a star anyway. So, sad to see him go. He was a good player for us. Uh, and best of luck in San Fran. Yeah. Um. Just another one I'm looking at right now. Inside the AFC West, J.C. Jackson, defensive mm-hmm. back, heading mm-hmm. to the Chargers. Uh, yeah. This is huge for the Chargers. They've already added a big defensive piece. Here's number two. Or No, sorry. That was the Raiders <laughs> that added – no, it was the Chargers that added yeah, Khalil Mack. Yep. Yes, yeah. I don't know why I second-guessed myself there. So, another big defensive addition. Man, what does this do for the Chargers? Yeah, look, we just seen one L.A. team go all in, right? Forget the draft picks. Forget the cap. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go get these veteran players. Let's go get these guys who can ball. The team, I don't know, separated by a couple of miles, uh, is doing the same thing. They go get Khalil Mack. They give up a boatload of draft picks. And now you bring in the top corner free agent on the market, arguably one of the top corners in all of football the last two seasons, statistically and just with his technique and play. So uh, I'm interested to see how another Patriots, like, elite player, like the, the knock on those players is they perform at a high level with under Belichick. Yeah. And as soon as they leave, they don't play quite at the same level. Still good, but just not as well. Um, so I'm interested to see how he plays post Belichick, but he's going to a great situation. They have a pass rush. He, he'll have help over the top in Derwin James. Uh, yeah. he, they got a young mm-hmm. quarterback who's, I don't know, depends on who you ask. He's probably elite in some eyes. So, hey, the Chargers, man. <laughs> They're making splashes, aren't they? Hey, the Chargers. That's the only team that beat us in our division last year. So, 
I mean, hey, they're the real deal. Just speaking for, as a Chiefs fan, the Chargers are a real threat. For a Super Bowl, I won't go that far. But in the AFC West, their team, yeah, they're going to – it's going to be hard to beat those guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they are bolstering a defense that has been pretty pretty subpar as of late. So so these yeah. are huge moves to me. Um, I want to mention his contract real quick too because I'm not big – I don't know a lot on the financial side of, of, of sports – but this seems like a lot of money floating around. He's got a five-year, $82.5 million deal, but only $40 million guaranteed. So that's like half of the money there. I don't know how that works. and I, I don't know the process behind that, but that just seems like a lot floating around. Like, like for example, with Rodgers, you know, it was like a $200 million deal with $150, $150 million guaranteed. So, right. you know, that that's three-quarters of it. You know, whereas here, J.C. Jackson's only got a half of his guaranteed. Again, don't know how it works, but – Seems like a lot of money floating around there. Yeah, well, look, to get $40 million guaranteed dollars, I'm sure that was the the selling point. Like, hey, you, yeah. regardless of what happens, you could lose a toe and break your ankle, <laughs> and I don't know, your house will burn down, but you're going to be guaranteed $40 million. I'm sure that was a selling point okay. for him at a premium position in the NFL. If you have elite corners, I mean, you're, you're going to be in contention, at least. On defense, you, you, you got at least a good defense. Because yep. uh, it's hard to come by premium elite corners at a premium position, um, and that eighty million—that's a lot of money. So, I—I I mean, I, I can't really—I don't—I can't—I'm not his agent, so I can't speak to how he <laughs> negotiated forty guaranteed out of eighty. But yeah. hey, that was—I'm sure that was a forty percent increase in what he was making just last season. So I'll take a forty percent pay raise, man. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. Oh yeah. Uh, this is one that I that I forgot to mention that, that might end up having something to do with the Chiefs. I don't know how you would feel about it, um, but Jarvis Landry was released by the Browns. It seems the Chiefs and Saints have shown the most interest in him so far. Uh, would you be interested in Jarvis Landry becoming a Kansas City Chief? Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> Hell yeah. How do you combat Khalil Mack and then J.C. Jackson and then the, the moves that the Broncos and Raiders still have to make. I know the, the uh, Raiders just gave uh, Max Crosby a huge deal. How do you combat that, a pass rush like that? It's underneath route, slants, and, 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 you know, small hitches and digs, whatever. Uh, Jarvis Landry over the last seven, eight seasons has been amongst the best at those intermediate routes. That would free up Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey over the middle and for deeper routes if you have a guy – who was an elite okay. route runner underneath. And Jarvis Landry remains that. I know he had a lot of injuries last year, uh, which is like a first because he's typically always available. A fresh new start with a Super Bowl contending team, I, I would love it. I would absolutely love it. Yeah, uh, I, I think you're on the money uh, with that one. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know specific reports. I've just seen uh, reports saying the Chiefs and Saints have shown the most interest so far in Jarvis Landry. East. Uh, another player being released that I think is worth mentioning, um, or no, sorry, not released, but another name that I think is worth mentioning, where, where multiple teams are, are of course, looking at him now. Uh, Deshaun Watson, no, no uh, legal, no, no legal trouble against him. He he was he was clean. He was uh, free to go. You know, whatever, what, however you however you word that. Nothing against him. Nothing came back against him. Uh, the judge decided he was. Uh, not in in trouble. Uh, so Deshaun Watson, most interest so far, Saints, Panthers, and Browns uh, is what I've seen the most of. 
of these three teams, who do you, who would you or or maybe a fourth one if you have a different team that you think would would be smart to go after him? Who would you say out of those three or anyone else should go get Deshaun Watson? I look this this is he's the next big domino to fall. Yes. I think on the field, and we haven't seen this guy in a year and a half, two seasons. Um, he's he's an elite quarterback. Don't get it twisted. Yes, he's a, he's elite. He possesses that talent where I feel comfortable saying he's an elite guy at that position. Absolutely. Uh, truly, I don't know how you feel about this TV. I would love to see him in a Cleveland Brown uniform. I okay. really would. With those running backs, and I'm sure they're a retool at the wide receiver position. Um, because I don't think that guy needs elite. Rob receivers out there. I think he just needs quality guys. He, I don't, he, he had the luxury of having DeAndre Hopkins. Hell, when DeAndre Hopkins re, um, left, departed from Houston, he still, I think he led the lead in passing yards right before the legal drama hit. And that was with guys like Brandon Cook and, and Fuller and company. So yeah, it's not yeah. like he needs a boatload of talent on the outside. He just needs some guys who can get the job done. Yeah. So and he, never had, you know, he never had a real great running back in Houston either. Like, uh, you know, Exactly. Old, old Lamar Miller, I think, is is the name. If the, unless if that's unless I'm mixing two names there, but I think it was Lamar Miller, uh, older running back. He had like a Duke Johnson type of guy. He had a David Johnson there as well yep. too. I mean, he never had a star running back. So look, you get this guy, good running backs like they have in Cleveland. Yeah, you might you might be onto something there. Plus, they just added um, Amari Cooper to Cleveland. So exactly. Um, yes, I forgot about that one. Yes. So, you know, that that's one that happened a few days ago. But there's another free agency, Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns from Dallas. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I, I think I think you're on to something there. The Cleveland Browns would be good. It would hurt me, of course, to see Baker lose his job. But, uh, <laughs> look, look, look this, this is a business, you know. And, and if the Browns make that kind of a business move, they're, they're doing themselves a lot of good, I would say, uh, because there's there's no debating what Deshaun Watson had had done prior to, to all this legal – uh, accusations there there's no doubting that Deshaun Watson was an elite level quarterback Baker is good I think Baker has a chance to still improve but Deshaun Watson's a clear improvement if if the Browns can bring him in um, so, yeah one more thing they still have a really good offensive line amongst the best O-line with those running backs and the addition of Mario Cooper I mean hey I don't I wouldn't put them at the top of the ASC North but Ravens and Steelers have a lot, or not even the Steelers, sorry, the Bengals, the defending AFC title champions. Um, yeah, they, they got the work cut out for him if he yeah. appears in the AFC North. I agree. I agree. Um, I'm trying to look through these. I had a bunch. Teddy Bridgewater leaves Denver. He's headed to the Dolphins for one year. Do you think this is a threat to Tua, or do you think this is just uh, bringing in a backup for Tua? Just bringing up a backup, bringing up a veteran arm. Um Someone I wouldn't mind having as a backup to my starting quarterback. Um, I think he's a talented guy. I think he's smart. Um, so yeah, this is. I think this is a good signing by the Dolphins. Okay, and then also inside the AFC, Mitch Trubisky to the Steelers. Is he the starter next year? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so who, who's going to no. be the Pittsburgh Steelers starter next year? Is it Mason hey, Rudolph? If you're, Are look, they drafting someone? Look, maybe, but check this out. The current thing. What's popular, what's hot right now, you go all in. Chargers, Rams, Buccaneers, the season before. Uh, we Back-to-back champions have first-year starting quarterbacks with this franchise. If you're the Steelers, why not try to be the third team? New quarterback, 
we can win it with this guy. The defense is intact. We have a, an array of young weapons on the outside. We got to rebuild the old line. Why not? Yeah. Well, maybe. Good. Why not? It, but it, it won't be Mitchell Jabrisky. I tell you that now. It will not be him. <laughs> I, I hope it's not, Kelvin, because I, I just <laughs> I'm just not feeling Mitch Trubisky, especially in in Pittsburgh. It just doesn't seem like a good mix. But I don't think it's Mason Rudolph either, and I don't uh-huh. know if they want to you know take a risk because this QB class isn't that good. I don't think they want to take a risk and start you know one of their a QB that they draft you know game one. So maybe they do go all in. A, a name that I want to throw back out there, and again, not to beat on the same drum, but. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a team that I think should go after Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson would be very good in Pittsburgh. Najee mm. Harris, Najee Harris in the backfield, yeah. yep. plus what three good targets on the outside? You've got Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, the Washington guy, the the receiver James Washington, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was Claypool. thinking of Claypool. There's the third one. I mean, come on, yeah, good tight end, good young tight end, and Pat Fryermuth. Um, look, there's I, another I guy we're missing, uh, missing too. There's another weapon. Their best uh-oh. weapon is just not. I'm just drawing a blank right now. Uh oh. Um, in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Najee Harris is the running back. Correct. And then Juju, James Washington, Chase Claypool. You're thinking of another one. Yeah, there's another guy that led him in all receptions and receiving yards. He's a talented guy. I just. Oh dang. It's not it's drawing a blank right now. I won't spend too much time on it. Yeah, that's, they got the weapons. Like they're there. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, look. You talk about going all in. I think Denver missed out on going all in on Aaron Rodgers last year, when I think he was more available last year than he is th- than he was this year. Obviously, mm. the the new contract proved that, but uh, maybe he wasn't available last year either. But you know, going all in, man. It sometimes you got to do it. I think the Steelers should do it on Deshaun Watson. Um, I don't have a whole lot more here. Um, Oh, a Kelsey, but not Travis Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, who was considering retirement, Kelvin. The Eagles made him the highest paid center this year. Uh, to <laughs> probably had to do that in order to convince him to come out of uh, possible retirement. Uh, but Jason Kelsey now the higher, highest paid center in football for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, shout out to Jason Kelsey. Uh, Travis Kelsey just got a new contract last season, so to see those two brothers, those two men, uh, put those put their families, their respective families, in positions, man, to have generational wealth. Those both of those brothers are talented. He's yeah. amongst the best. Travis Kelsey is the best at his position. So, shout out, shout out to the Kelsey brothers. Shout out to their mom, who was willing to travel across the globe to watch both of her sons play football, man, at that yeah. level. That's pretty yeah. cool to see. So, shout out to the Kelsey family. It was pretty nice. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we can stay at tight end real quick. CJ Uzoma, part of the Super Bowl win or Super Bowl uh, appearance, Cincinnati Bengals is now leaving. He has signed a deal with the New York Jets. Um, I'm, I, you know, he wasn't he wasn't one of the biggest you know parts of their of their offense, but he was a contributor. Um, yep. So they'll have to replace that at tight end as he is headed to the New York Jets. Yeah, you know, allow me to be a full blown hater here. I love to see this. <laughs> I love to see the Bengals lose more talent, um, you know, <laughs> especially after they beat us. So, I look, the Chiefs got enough issues on their hands, like in their division. So, I look, I, I love to see the Bengals of all teams uh, just lose talent. And he was a talented tight end, uh, probably not amongst the best, but a really good one. I wouldn't mind having him as my number one if I had the opportunity. But, yeah, good for the Bengals to lose talent. 
So unless if you, I got a bunch of small ones here, more than enough to talk about. Unless if you've yeah. got some that you know stand out, we can move on to our next topic. No, you've you've covered a lot of good ones. So, um, okay. yeah, no, that's we're good. Okay, all right, on to basketball again. March Madness, Kelvin. We don't have to stand on this one too long. Um, it's just a big tournament, and man, I love it. Uh, so I at least wanted to bring it up. NCAA men's tournament tips off tonight. The play-in games, like the, the first four in games, mm-hmm. uh, start tonight as well as for the women's tournament. Uh, are there any games you're looking at in general, looking at this bracket, or just teams maybe that you're looking at uh, for March Madness this year, Kelvin? Yeah, so I'm I'm big on the Zags. You know, I'm 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 I'm, I'm with the underdog. I love the Zags as a program and their coach. I'm, I'm just. Good. Patiently waiting to see the Zags get over the hump. This is amongst yeah. one of the best collegiate basketball programs over the last 10 seasons, 15 seasons, and they just haven't done it. They've had top prospects. Um, you know, they play the big games. They're consistently in the tournament. Uh, I'm just yeah. waiting on those guys to win it all. So I think yeah. I think they have a great opportunity at it this year. I really do. Yeah. So with they were in the championship last year, they just came up short against Baylor. Um, look, the thing about college basketball is like you don't always have to have the most talented five guys ever. Um, and, and what's what stunk for the J- uh, Gonzaga is I think they might have been more skilled and more talented than Baylor last year, but they came up against one of the most athletic college basketball teams I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Baylor, in terms of athleticism, man, those guys could defend, they could jump, and, and they could just they they could take the ball away, good good on defense and and taking the ball away, and then converting those into layups and dunks on the fast break. Yeah, um, and they had seniors. They had guys who were, they did. you know, been there, done that. They had seniors. Yeah. They had veterans. Yes. That's like, um, you know, it, it's easy for me to revert back to, to a team that I'm a fan of, but that's like Oklahoma on their Final Four run. Outside of Buddy Heald, that team didn't didn't possess all that much talent. And really, Buddy yeah. Heald's just a great shooter. Um, but that team with those five guys, four of them being seniors, they were able to make a Final Four run, which, of course, ended when they got smacked by Villanova. But, look, uh, you know, those those types of teams with with veteran experience, a lot of athleticism, you can make deep runs just because you've been there, like you said, and you know you just you know the, the grittiness and the toughness that it takes to win games in that tournament. Yeah. Uh, I'm also uh, looking forward on, on the women's side. I think this is a pretty – even field, right? Okay. So you got the, the the young lady in Iowa, the the, the Curry yeah. of the, the women's league this year. Yeah. Um, Caitlin Clark, you know, yes. Caitlin Clark. I can't wait to see her play at this level with the abundance of, you know, just talented teams across the women's landscape. South Carolina, I love Deuce Staley and what she has going on with that program. Um, it, it just seems even all across the board. Paige Buck, Beckers or Buckers. Sorry for pronouncing your your last name, mispronouncing it. Uh, probably the best player in collegiate basketball when she's healthy. She's back. I know she just returned off injury, so she's you know still getting her legs under her. But uh, this is a good time for her to really you know put herself back on the map. So I think across the women's field is really even, and I think that makes for great basketball. Yeah, um, I, 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 gosh, I think you're right. Um, there, there's always a, a handful of teams that stand out it just, you know, especially in the women's side. I think, I think those top seeds are always so strong. Um, number one, South Carolina, you mentioned number two, Baylor is going to be strong. Number two, Iowa, like you mentioned, is going to be strong. Uh, number one, Louisville. 
Texas kind of scares me. They're they're number two seed. I'm not sure how how far they're going to go. They they had some hiccups in the regular season, but they're a good team. Number one, Stanford. Um, but like you said, very even. I think all those top seeds are just very strong. Um, so I agree, and I'm very excited to see Caitlin Clark just to see how she can perform uh, at this at this you know big tournament level. Uh, she's had a great year. Had a huge game. Dropped. I don't even remember now. Forty some points. Was drilling threes from like you said Curry range. Uh, so that, that'll be very exciting in the women's tournament. As for the men's tournament, Kelvin, the one thing that, that really stands out to me is I'm still salty that Oklahoma did not make <laughs> this year's March Madness tournament. They they finished with like an 18 and 15 record, not the greatest, um, but but a team that got an 11 seed over them that really stands out to me is Michigan. And Michigan, by the way, Kelvin, only beat two ranked teams all year, and Oklahoma upset four top 15 teams throughout this season. It just bugs me. I think they have even records. They're very similar records. I think one team had one less loss than the other, uh, that being Michigan. I think Michigan may maybe finished with one less loss. Both teams had 18 wins. It just bugs me that Michigan got that spot over Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma had the deeper resume, the bigger wins. But, you know, I could argue this all day. Instead, Oklahoma's in the NIT with a one seed. Yeah, and that's a bummer. Like you, you miss out on the big tourney just to get a number one seed in the NIT. Yeah, that feels like a slap in the face. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles, man. I don't. Really... Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, how it is. Look, look, I know this much. I think the NCAA would rather see Juwan Howard in Michigan, probably in the, in the tournament over the Sooners, probably. And, and you, I think they just got the name, you know. Yep. That's another thing that stood out to me was the the name of their coach. He had the drama earlier this year, you know, with with, with the beef between him and the other coach. So, you know, if there's anything, you know, maybe that's what gave them the nudge. Maybe they're looking at these two teams and they're like, man, you know, they're really pretty equal. Let's just give the nudge to Michigan because of Jawan Howard, because of that drama. It gives a, you know, maybe a little extra excitement to their first round game. Um, it's a bummer, but I get it. You know, they, they, they make their decisions and, uh, unfortunately Oklahoma wasn't, was not included, man. I really thought that, that, uh, upset in the big 12 tournament over Baylor was enough to clinch it for OU, but I guess not. Yeah. I'm yeah, I guess not, man. That, that, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that sucks. That sucks. A huge deal like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, but but like I mentioned, starts tonight the men's tournament uh, playing the play-in games, the first four games, uh, 5:40 p.m. on True TV. You've got Texas A&M Corpus Christi versus Texas Southern. Uh, they're both battling for a 16 seed in the Midwest region. Indiana and Wyoming, both 12 seeds, they're battling for the 12th seed in the East region. Uh, they start at 8:10 p.m. tonight on true tv as well so uh i really think that second one's going to be a really good game indiana wyoming and honestly they're they're going to get matched up with a five seed i I don't remember which five seed is in the eastern region um but i think they have a chance to to make both of those teams at the 12 seed i think have a chance to maybe get an upset in the first round they'll get saint mary's who by the way is in the same division as uh or same conference as gonzaga so uh, I think the winner of tonight's game, Wyoming, Indiana, could really make a splash against St. Mary's in the first round. Just as a side note, before we move on to the Lakers, I mm-hmm. never really understood True, to, True TV being one of the networks 
that you know televises the March Madness. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of True TV when I had cable network, and there was nothing sports related on that network ever, at, ever. So when they, when March rolls around, they're showing, and I don't have a problem with the shouts out to them because that's that's more viewership for them. So great for them, but. True TV has basketball games? No. What in the world is going on? Well, and I think it's like, if I remember right, the TBS and TNT are like the only two. There, there's four different channels, and I think TBS and TNT are the only two that actually carry um, sports events throughout the season. Other, Yeah, so, so it's CBS, True yeah, TV, CBS, yeah. TNT. Yeah, so CBS, True TV, TNT, and uh, TBS. So I guess so I guess it's the only one that doesn't is True TV then yeah so CBS TNT and uh, TBS all have some sort of sports events playing throughout the season TBS of course covers playoff baseball too right right okay so but yeah True TV it's it's fishy because you're you're used to watching like uh, you know the the world's dumbest. Uh, th- those type of shows come on True TV. World's dumbest this, you know, or whatever, or some cop chasing videos yeah. of, of crime and stuff. So yeah, which is great television, by the way. It's great television. <laughs> yeah. I love me some World Dumbest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, close us out here, Kelvin. The Los Angeles Lakers completely suck. Um, <laughs> I don't know what else more to say. They lost again to the Toronto Raptors last night. Um. Yeah. In typical Lakers fashion this season, where they get down early, they remain down, and then they just eventually lose the game. And they just look devoid of inspiration, ambition, and unity. TV, your thoughts on the Lakers, and can they even make not just the playoffs, but the play-in tournament or play-in games? So you you hit the nail on the head, right? The, the, The game with the Raptors, they start out slow. They only scored 12 points in the first quarter of that game. Uh, and the night and the night before against the Suns, they scored more than twelve. I don't remember what it was, but they allowed forty-eight. Oh they allowed they allowed almost fifty in one quarter of play. Uh, look, these guys are are like you said, uninspired. Uh, LeBron James it looks angry on the court at all times. Uh, there there was one time <laughs> they didn't get a rebound. Uh, they ended up having to foul because they couldn't collect the rebound. Uh, they, they had to foul right underneath the basket. And LeBron, like, slams the ball on the floor three, four times in a row before handing it off to the, to the referee. So, look, they're angry. They're uninspired. Um, I think the Lakers are in a bad spot. And then, and then like you said, they turn around uh, against the Raptors and they don't play good again. So, um, yeah, it just – I don't know. Uh, this team looks, look like, looks like they're in a bad spot. To answer your question, yeah, they'll hang on to a playing spot because – not they aren't playing good, but man, the teams below them are not playing good either. Uh, they're, cur- they're currently like in the nine, I believe, ninth ninth spot, which which is a, enough for the play in tournament. Uh, six through ten is the play, or seven through ten, sorry, is the play in tournament. So I think they'll hang on to one of those last two spots in the play in tournament, but I don't see them getting out of it. They got Minnesota and uh, one other team ahead of them in the play-in tournament, and I don't think they'll beat either one of those teams in, in a one-game playoff. I don't. Uh, let me see who that other team, other than Minnesota, is. The Clippers. Uh, I, I I don't see them beating either one of those teams in, in a one-game playoff. So, uh, I think they make the play-in tournament, but I think they're eliminated. So, uh, my money my money is on them getting to the play-in tournament, but not getting out of it. I think this team is just just exactly like you said, 
uninspired. They're not they're not gonna make it through the playoff into the playoffs. Look, I said this three weeks ago. I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers and or the Nets don't make the playoffs. At least the Nets have their guys. At least they're healthy. I know again we talked about the the Kyrie Irving circus right now. Uh, but at least he's part time. Their second fiddle, their Robin isn't even part time. He's just hurt. All right. Yeah. And that that's that is the most important number two to a LeBron team, LeBron J- James led team I've ever seen. Because the team around LeBron James currently constructed is trash. Yes. Okay. So that is the most important number two in the history of his number twos, because they need Anthony Davis. And he has just not come through for them this season. So with that being said, he's he's not gonna come through and get those guys in the play in tournament. So a play in game. I got the Lakers missing the playoffs. No Me shock too. there. So Me too. Is that, it time to tear it up, s- Kelvin? Yeah, yeah, just just tear it up. Just let tear it go. Tear yeah. It I feel bad for Russ. This is this will be what four teams in four years if he leaves the Lakers. Um, yeah. I, so I feel bad for him with, with all the bouncing around. But but tear it up, tear it up. Get rid of AD. Get rid of LeBron. Get rid of Russ. Start over with whatever young talent you got there. I won't go that far now. I mean, oh, whoa, what, 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 whoa. What tear it up. What, what, tear, tear it up like well, you you definitely got to let Russ go. Okay. You may have to let Vogel go. Um, I wouldn't be so fast to let go of Anthony Davis, but if the if, you, if there's an offer out there that you can't resist, I let him go. No, you keep LeBron James. I don't know. You don't go from where they're at now to score a one because I think they still possess. <laughs> okay. They're the Lakers. So you keep LeBron James and you try to keep Anthony Davis, but everything else you, yeah, you start all over with. Okay, so so are we are we holding out hope still that that Bronny can join LeBron in LA in two years? I don't give a look. I don't give a rat's butt what Bronny does in two seasons. <laughs> he can't save LeBron. He can't save his daddy right now. Okay, <laughs> so I don't I don't care what Bronny does in two years. I, I wish him the best. I hope he's a great high school player and he's one and done. But he won't save his father right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm with you. I, I think I think it's no playoffs for the Lakers. They they get the play in tournament, but I don't think they get a true playoff spot. And look, I, I'm all for tearing it up, whatever it takes. I don't, I don't, I, I get what you're saying, LeBron. It's a bad decision, you know. You know, LeBron's LeBron, but man, at his age, look, I, you know, I I think send him back to Cleveland, let him let him pair up with those young guys in Cleveland that have a really good team, and then try to try to bring in some draft picks and just start over. That's not a bad decision, but if I'm Cleveland, I'm like, I, we love you, LeBron, and we're forever in debt with you. But you're not just going to keep running back here when things get sweet. You know, when things turn ugly in Miami and, and at Los Angeles, you can't just keep running back here. We're not that We're not that type of ex-girlfriend, okay? okay. No, you, you stay where you're at, man, and you, de- <laughs> you deal with it, dog. You can't just keep okay. running back here. Okay, I okay. get that. I get that. Honestly, if I was Cleveland, I'd probably be eh, iffy anyways because, like I said, they've got a great young team right now. Um, there may not be a true spot to open up for LeBron. I mean, you can find a spot for LeBron, Absolutely. but there may, not, there may not be a true spot for LeBron um, just with how young and talented that team is. But I'm sure they could find a way to make it work if they were interested. Um, but that'll wrap us up, Kelvin, unless you've got any last uh, last bit here on the Lakers or anything else to mention today. No, I know there was a lot of uh, – there was a great abundance of baseball news that I would like to touch base 
with on Friday. Um, there was a lot of baseball news that came out over the weekend and, and today. So uh, just expect on Friday, man, some good baseball news we're going to bring to you guys. Yeah, let's do it. I was uh, I was actually on a, on one end or the other. I was like NFL free agency or baseball news because I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to, I knew I wanted to mention something about March Madness. I ended up going with NFL free agency, so we will uh, reserve Friday for MLB news, and we will have that for you ready to go on Friday. So tune in again Friday for another great episode. I am Trayvon, and with me as always was Kelvin Dooley.